Thank you for joining us for Let's Pray, a ministry designed to help and encourage through Bible reading and prayer. And I'm Brooke Suttle, the pastor of Royal River Baptist Church in Yarmouth, Maine. Our scripture reading is going to be found in the book of Hosea, chapter 2, verses 6 through 9. And as you're finding your place in your Bible, just want to remind you that the theme of the chapter is the call to obedience. It's also the theme of our book. And as Hosea is living out uh, this illustrated life of what God is feeling uh, at Israel departing, uh, from him after he's done so many things for him, after he's made covenant with him and taken him uh, to him as his bride, as his wife. And uh, now they've gone their own way and doing their own thing. And Hosea is preaching with great passion. And there is this call for them to return, for this call to obedience. And in this, there's a plea to reflect on what God's done for them. There is a plea to repent. Uh, to come back to God, there's a plea to reason and to think about what what uh, they're going to have to endure, what where they're living. Uh, there's very great plainness uh, of speech as Hosea speaks and tries to get uh, the children of Israel uh, to speak to their nation that they get right with God. But I want to remind you that there is a closure to obedience. Uh, God is not going to deal with people forever. There comes an end. And so Hosea is going to speak to this in verses 6 through 9. Let's read that. Therefore, behold, I will hedge up thy way with thorns and make a wall that she shall not find her paths. And she shall follow after her lovers, but she shall not overtake them. She shall, shall seek them, but shall not find them. Then shall she say, I will go and return to my first husband. For then was it better with me than now? For she did not know that I gave her corn and wine and oil and multiplied her silver and gold, which they prepared for Baal. Therefore will I return and take away my corn in the time thereof and my wine in the season thereof, and will recover my wool and my flax given to cover her nakedness. So though there is this plea to repent, there comes a time when it's too late and so there is becomes a time, there's a closure to this opportunity, we could put it, for obedience. Uh, it's too late to cry crocodile tears and to be sorry. Uh, there comes a time when the consequences of our sin are brought to bear upon our life in a way that they had not been before. Sin always hurts us. But the end of sin, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And so we need to receive the gift of God while there's time to receive the gift of God, while there's opportunity. I often say a person can get saved anytime they want to. People certainly don't get saved if they don't want to. The problem is people don't always want to. People say, well, I'll get saved later. You may not you obviously don't want to now, but what makes you think you'll want to later? You see, the working of the Holy Ghost uh, has a part in salvation. We can't ignore that. We can't just act like that the Holy Spirit's not involved. Salvation's of the Lord, not of men. And we can push the Holy Ghost away. We can push the workings of God away and the opportunity of God away. And we may never have another opportunity. So we need to lay hold on those opportunities 
We need to, as believers, we need to make short accounts. We need to get right with God when God deals with our heart if we're walking contrary to the Word of God. I find in verse 1 the judgment of disruption. He's talking about judgment that's going to come on them if they don't get right with God. In other words, he's going to hedge them up. Therefore, behold, I will hedge up thy way with thorns. He's going to make a wall. Uh, it says, and make a wall that she shall not find her paths. God's going to say, okay, enough's enough. Uh, I'm hemming you up. You, there's, there's no way out. You've been given opportunity. I'm going to make it to where you can't do this. I've warned you not to do this. Now I'm going to make it to where you can't live this kind of way. Judgment uh, is going to disrupt the life of Gomer that she's not going to be able to do the things that she used to do. And God does that. He hedges people up that they can't do the things that they used to do. It may be sickness. It may be financial crisis. God will hedge people in. Then I find the judgment of disillusion. She says she's planning on following after her lovers. It says, and she shall follow after her lovers in verse 7, but she shall not overtake them. She shall seek them and shall not find them. Then shall she say, I will go and return to my first husband. For then was it better with me than now. She's deluded. She thinks, oh, well, I'm chasing all this and it's not satisfying. I can't get satisfaction out of it anymore. I can't. I'm falling after. I can't overtake anymore. What I used to do, I can't enjoy. It's not working. I can't do that. And God says, no, you won't. She's deluded. She thinks, oh, I'll just go back. I, I, I had I had opportunity. I was with this man. I'm going to go back. Hosea says, no, you're not. That's not what's going to happen. The judgment of disillusion. Oftentimes, there's dis disappointment resulting from the discovery that something is not as good as one believed it to be. Many people chase drugs and alcohol and sex and so many things, and they think, that it's, it's going to satisfy all their needs only to discover that it's not what they thought it was going to be. And if they chase that too long and won't get right with God, it becomes too late to have that opportunity. And so we need to seize on those moments. I see the judgment of divesting in verse, in verse 9. It's, uh, it says this in verse 9, Therefore will I return... And take away my corn in the time thereof. Because in verse 8, it says, For she did not know that I gave her corn and wine and oil and multiplied her silver and gold, which they prepared for Baal. Israel had been given so many gifts by God, but they had squandered it all on false worship and idolatry. And God says, I'm going to take it away. All the things that they had, the benefits, the goodness, the things that I poured out on them, and, and was gracious to them and taking care of them, they have, they have squandered it and wasted it on themselves and on false gods, and I'm going to take it all away. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, would you help us today that your name would be glorified. Help us to get right while we can the opportunities that you've given us. As believers, I know we're not going to hell. We're saved. We're going to heaven. But help us to get right with you whenever we've done wrong. And then for those that are not saved, help them to op open their eyes. Help them to see that they're playing literally with fire 
They're gambling with their life. They need the Lord Jesus Christ. Help them to repent and turn to Christ before that window of opportunity closes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for Let's Pray. I hope it's been a help to you. If you have need of additional assistance, you may reach us at 207-899-7949, or you may go to our website at letspraynow.org. Until tomorrow, hope you have a wonderful day. God bless you. Bye-bye.